Welcome back to Prompt Up Kicks. This is the podcast about a road trip playlist that we made where we wrote down a bunch of prompts to pick out a whole bunch of different songs. And we have the playlist, and this is the podcast about the playlist and the songs we chose. That song's not featured on the playlist. It isn't, unfortunately. My name is April, and... I'm Chris. Hell yeah, and we are a couple. Isn't that nice? So sweet. I know. Um, Last week's episode, it was the favourite 70s song, and today's episode, what is it? It is the favourite 80s song, because we're moving forward chronologically. Hell yeah. Um, And, you know, just off of the bat of last week's episode, where I mentioned that 70s show, there was also that 80s show which was a apparently a, a monumental flop a failure a f- yeah an absolute failure people didn't care that much about the 80s as much as they did about the 70s there was the characters they didn't give a shit about the decade yeah essentially but it did have um glenn howerton in it who is from always sunny in philadelphia Ooh. he's uh, the old dennis nice dennis the menace anyways everyone put on your st- no put on your neon activewear and let's get into the 80s music chris why don't you start us off with what you picked to be your favorite 80s song oh that's that's a good one let me just pull it up no i know what it is it's (laughs) brian adams summer 69 i got my first real six string interesting song to have uh, what do you mean like it's not my favorite obviously it's just one of my favorites just one of your favorites i mean yeah again we had like the same problem with the 70s episode where it is wouldn't have been my first choice but i've used up my other favorite elsewhere okay alrighty. i was just gonna say the fact that like such good music came out in that decade it's like hard to pin down just one favorite yeah, we didn't realize that when we were putting together the playlist yeah we just went with whatever came into our head first yeah the, like our first choice we just jumped on and this is mine so brian adams summer of 69 summer of 69 by adams brian <laughs> it's a classic i um didn't hear it until i was in my 20s okay like i wasn't exposed to it as a kid, like a lot of my other choices for songs. Really? Yeah. Someone at uni showed me it and I was like, wow, that song's really cool. Oh my God. That's interesting. Cause like I obviously grew up with a, grew up with a father, um, or like, Papa. yeah, I grew up with a papa, which means that, you know, driving around in the car, if you just puts on like a oldies, um, radio station, like summer of 69 would be on there all the time. Oh Yeah. No, that's one of my points yeah. today. That um, it was one of my favorite songs from the '80s, but recently it's fallen from favor because the radio station at work plays it like three times a day. Like I still like it, but just, they just play it so much. Who is Brian Adams? A Canadian. Is he from another band? Not that I know of. I feel like you mentioned someone. It was in another band. No, I'm thinking of Don Henley. Boys of Summer. My bad. I'm getting that mixed up. Sorry, continue on with your fun facts about Summer of 69. Yeah, as 
was just mentioned, he's everyone's favorite Canadian. Mm-hmm. Move over, Celine Dion. How could you say that right in front of my face right now? It's because it's Brian Adams. It's but it's Celine Dion. She's Celine Dion. She's an absolute... No, I'm not going to get into Celine Dion. It's fine. Yeah, sorry I even brought her up. <laughs> it is just that classic 80s song. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, it's pretty pretty straightforward. See, I never thought that it was an 80s song because, you know, the fact that it has 69 in the title, it threw me off. And that's another talking point. Okay. So it was co-written by Adams and a person called Jim Valance. Hope I'm getting that right. Is it any relation to Holly Valance? No, just to keep the conversation flowing, yes. Oh my goodness. He had a daughter and then she went on to be on Neighbours? That's crazy. That's definitely not that one. Oh, damn it. I wish it was. But yeah, they co-wrote the song together. Uh Uh-huh. And I think when they were doing a demo, like, Brian Adams was being a bit naughty. Uh Uh-oh. Like, saying, like, me and my baby, 69. Like, it's... So, Brian's written it about the sex position, but then... The Lance has come out and said, no, it's, it's about the year. That it's probably Brian Adams's account more because he would have been 10 in 1969. I sure hope he wasn't. Wait, as in the Lance would have been 10 or no, Brian, Brian Adams, Adams would have would been, been 10? Like he was born in 59, so he would have just been a kid. Ew, yeah, okay, it probably is the sex act. Anyway, given the lyrical content of the song, yeah, I don't think he's singing about his days as a 10-year-old. But he was standing on her mother's porch. And yeah, he thought she... it would last forever. Were they doing... <laughs> they were doing a handstand 69. Wow. Could have just left it a handstand and that would have been, like, wholesome. Nope, handstand 69, Like, trying to do the world's longest handstand as a 10-year-old. That's something you'd do. Nah, world's longest handstand 69. Moving on from that. So, <laughs> two people wrote the song and they both have different interpretations for what the title's about well i love that it needs to take it took two people to write the song because it also takes takes two two, people yeah it takes two to tango or 69 in this case oh you should have just left it at two to 69 enough of that though moving on (laughs) what what a big things happened in 1969 man landed on the moon Uh uh-huh does he actually mention that in the song no 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 he should have i know no the song was just nostalgic yeah just, I think he's like reminiscing about a high school girlfriend that he 69 with I guess it makes it like really gross to think that like that song that everyone loves is about a sex act yeah it's just him fantasizing about his like teenage high school girlfriend it's like Bloodhound Gang's bad touch but to an 80s vibe yeah yeah it puts a whole new t- like perspective onto like hearing Summer 69 all the time on the radio all the time yeah, and that's it. Like, you know, oh, it's such a nice song. No, it's, 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 it's about sex. You know why I'm really stupid right now? Why? In my brain, I'm thinking, they had 69 back in the 80s? Of course they had 69. They had 69. 69's been there since the beginning of time, baby. Adam and Eve, where you at? Started in the Yin the Dynasty. Okay. And <laughs> they called it back then the Yin and Yang. Wow. <laughs> Outrageous claims here. Standing on your mama's porch You told me that you wait forever Oh, when you held my hand I knew that it was now or never Those were the best days of my life Oh, yeah Back in the summer of 69 Oh! 
so it came out in 1985, so it's nice, nice, middle. And, yeah, middle ground of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, as I said, it's just a symbolic tune about sex. <laughs> Prior to 2005, so, like, you know, before the digitalization of music, I guess, it okay. was the most streamed and digitally purchased song by a Canadian. So also take that Celine Dion. I can't believe Canadians go for Brian Adams more than they go for Celine Dion. Is, did you do enough research to know, is Brian Adams French-Canadian like Celine Dion? I didn't do enough research, and I'll admit that. <laughs> but I'm just going to say no, given his name. Pretty pretty good in the charts, but, you know, it's in the years that followed that I just gained that following. Yeah. People just wanting to relive that nostalgic. Well, it... It would be like, I guess, double nostalgia for people because you would have people being like reminiscing of the summer of 69, but also reminiscing of the 80s when that song actually came out. Yeah. Double nostalgia. Or for people of our generation reminiscing of listening to it with your dad. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, my favorite memory with my dad is listening to a song about sex. Um, Just driving around. Made the road trip go so much quicker. Oh, that's gross. Stop it. No. <laughs> it gets too much airplay on Absolutely. the radio at the moment. Do you think Boys of Summer and Summer of 69 are like somewhat related, like in the multiverse? Yeah. I got them confused. Just just five minutes ago, I got them confused with like each the other. Boys of Summer are 69 and, and then the Brian Adams is like, I can write a song about that. Summer 69. And then Summer Rain. <laughs> I won't go into details about what that's about. <laughs> you can use your imagination. 69 with you in the summer rain. <laughs> Belinda Carlisle, Brian Adams crossover no one asked for. Oh my god, we walked past the Enmore Theatre in Sydney today. No, not today. Friday. Yeah, we walked past the Enmore Theatre and they had a like a poster for Belinda Carlisle. And I'm like, bitch, I want to go so bad just to hear those two songs, Summer Rain and Heaven. Heaven. is a place on earth. Yeah. yeah. She's from the eighties. She could have. She could have been my pick if I actually took some time to think about what other songs are from the eighties instead of just going summer sixty nine. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely in my top five, which is going to bring me on to my honorable mentions. We can't even get up to your honorable mentions yet. I haven't even told you my favorite song. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that's how this thing yeah. works. It's been so long. So that was mine. Brian Adams, Summer of Cunnilingus. <laughs> so. <laughs> Summer of both giving and receiving at the same damn time. <sighs> Awful. <laughs> Summer of ch- chapped lips. Oh, Gross. Oh. Yeah, let's cut that one out. <laughs> Summer of a stinky mustache. Ooh, being the 80s, yeah, definitely. Um, oh. Let's move on to something... A bit, more, a bit more appropriate. Okay. So you were saying you were a bit of a historian before. I am a bit of a story, which takes is that me- is that because of what you picked? Yeah, I learned all of my history from t- today's uh, favorite '80s song that I chose. My favorite song from the '80s is "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Billy Joel. Is that actually your favourite or is that just a safe pick? No, um, again, 
it's hard to say that it's like actually my favorite because there is such good music from the 80s like there'll be so much like pop music that started beginning up becoming popular like i saw the trailer for that whitney houston movie that's coming out and it reminded me i freaking love whitney houston mm-hmm. but i chose we didn't start the fire because one it's a great historical like little bookmarky song yep if you needed to do like any sort of historical quiz i don't know any anything if you just wanted to know report like, on the 20th century yeah yeah if you wanted if you needed to do a report on the 20th century you just need to listen to we didn't start the fire it gives you the top key points which is what a critic called it it's said he a critic can't, can't remember who but that was their um critique of it it sounds like a history assignment that was done the day before it was due <laughs> well okay if that's what a critic says Billy Joel also has things to say to it. So to get into the song itself, so the song was released in 1989, so it's just on the cusp of the 90s. Mm-hmm. It was released in September um, of 1989, and so the song itself contains like 118 cultural contemporary references from spanning from the years um, of when like Billy Joel was born in 1949 up until 1989 when the song was obviously written and released um the song itself was nominated for a Grammy for record of the year um and it charted at number one on the billboard hot 100 and in Australia it peaked at number two on the aria charts but at the end of the year it uh ended up in the 37th position in the Australian aria charts and I would probably attribute that to the fact that it was just released in September, like towards the end of the year, whereas if it was released at the beginning of the year, it probably would have had like a longer sort of time in the... Might have ended up at uh, 69. <laughs> um, that would have been a worse position. That's open for debate. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So the song itself, mm-hmm. it was written because... Billy Joel was having a conversation with his friend and his friend was like, oh, you were born in the 50s. Like, nothing ever happened in the 50s. And Bro. Billy... <laughs> exactly. Billy Joel turned around and was like, what? You didn't hear about the Korean War or the Suez Canal crisis? And then he was, like, basically recounting these headlines and that formed the basis of the song itself. Nothing happened in the 50s. Humans literally went to space. 50s? <laughs> yeah. In space? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the moon. No, yeah. The moon was the 60s, but we went to space in the 50s. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yuri VR and first man to go into space. Well, that wasn't actually mentioned in We Didn't Start the Fire, so I'm not sure if that's actually true. Sputnik is mentioned, though. <gasps> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Why did you look confused? Like, you should know. You're the one that's the historian. He, he says Sputnik. I didn't know what right. a Sputnik was. Right, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Billy Joel, because you mentioned that criticism, Billy Joel himself, he doesn't actually like the melody of the song. Um, He says that, like, people have asked him, like, will you make a part two to the song? Because apparently, like, he documents the Cold War or whatever, and then, like, after that song was released, the Soviet Union ended up dissolving. Yep. Um, So people were like, are you going to make a part two now that the Soviet Union's dissolved? And he has been quoted to say um, that he won't do a part two as he wrote one song already, and I don't think it was really that good to begin with, melodically. Like, he himself doesn't like the... Like, if you listen to any other Billy Joel songs and then listen to We Didn't Start the Fire, you're like, these are two completely different artists. 
I've heard an instrumental wait and start the fire and the tune itself is pretty lackluster. Yeah. It's kind of shit. It is kind of shit, but like if I, it didn't have the lyrics it'd be a, it'd be terrible. It it would it would the lyrics themselves hold the song together. Exactly. Um they are like the most powerful part of the song itself. Like you're not listening to "We Didn't Start the Fire" for the sound of it. Yeah, you're not listening to "We Didn't Start the Fire" for the chorus. <laughs> My favorite version of the song itself is a live version where, at the end of it, instead of being like "Rock and Roll Cola Wars," I can't take it anymore. Something like I don't know. Hmm. Some some shit like that, but like in the live version, he's like rock and roller coaster was. I can't fight it anymore, and it like, and then at the end, he's like, uh, uh, uh. he's like, yes, I can sing. Listen to me ad lib these bits at the end. like puts vocal sort of vocal ad-libs at the end of like the instrumental as it's supposed to be like fading out in the live version because i would assume that if you are as talented as billy joel is Mm -hmm. you would get sick of just oh everyone here is at my concert just to hear me recite a poem no there'd be people there for um uptown girl and piano man yeah yeah i get that I was yeah. going to say rich girl, but that's all notes. <laughs> that's a bitch girl. Um, why I chose. Yeah, why? <laughs> I just think it's fun. I think it's a fun song. It is a fun um, song. I think, I think maybe what started my obsession with it um, a couple of years ago was an episode of Parks and Rec where <laughs> the two, two of the characters, uh, Leslie Nope, the main character, and Ron Swanson, lovable, angry, grumpy moustache man. It's Nick Offerman. Yeah. yeah. They get locked in a room together because they've been fighting over a couple of years and Leslie, in an attempt to annoy Ron, starts playing that song on repeat um, and she gets all the lyrics wrong. And so in my head, I was like... I am going to make it my personality to learn every word of this song. And I did. I sat down and I listened to the song on repeat with like a lyric page in front of me so that I can memorize every lyric of that song. Wow. I still kind of have it memorized. So... Don't... Guys... Karaoke? Guys, don't twist my arm. Yes, I will sing it for you right now. You actually? No, I won't. That's what, that's what the inserting the clips is, but I won't sing it for you right now. It's fine. Um, and then because of the fact that I was so obsessed with it, I was also obsessed with the fact or like the idea of like writing my own version of it and being like, oh, it's going to be um, events from history from like when I was born up until now. Poured off a 9-11. Exactly. <laughs> George Bush sliced Devon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be something. Jared Fogel. Dun, dun. 
Harambe shot dead. What oh. is going in my head? <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. That. I feel like more happened in the, I'm not going to dox this, but like the 20 something years we've been alive yeah. than the 40 years that Billy Joel was alive for We Didn't Start the Fire. I feel like our song would go longer, even though it's a shorter time span. But I also, no, uh, I feel like, not to say that like more things have happened. Um, in our lifespan, I just think that, like, you know, the advent of technology and global news being so accessible, you know so much more about things going on True. in our lifespan compared to what other people would have known. So that's a, it, it's just interpretation. It's how we interpret the passing of yeah. time because we have access to everything. Yeah, we have access to everything and probably also too much. Like, I shouldn't have access to all of the lyrics for We Didn't Start the Fire where I can read them and memorise them. And yet I had that. No, you should have a vinyl of it and do it how they did it in the old-fashioned day and just have it on repeat. <laughs> just keep picking up the needle, taking it back. Oh, I missed that needle, one. I've got to rewind. Rup, Etc. Cool. <laughs> Also, not just not just wanting to make like a version about my life because that's like probably boring. I also wanted to make a version about um, when I was at uni. I wanted to make it about the, like all of the different uni buildings and stuff like that. So I would have been like Greg in the storeroom, Addy, like it's niche. Yeah, just like talking about the teachers, not the teachers, uh, professors and staff, um, and making it about them. But I didn't. Thank God, because that would have been embarrassing. Would it? Because you thought it was pretty cool then. Yeah, I did think it was pretty cool then. But also, I didn't have enough um, stamina to actually, like, fulfill it. I always have, like, little lofty ideas in my little brain, and then I don't follow through. Same. Yeah. Like, this morning. I was going to shower, but I didn't. I'm proud of you for making a decision on that. What, not showering? Yeah, you know what? You felt what was right for you. I'm holding space in my heart for you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough about me and we didn't start the fight. Otherwise, I will just keep going She'll on and on. She'll be rambling on for days. On and And that's that's all I'm gonna say about it. Don't let me talk any more about it, please, Christopher. To cut me off, tell me what were your honourable mentions? Because surely, surely, no, summer thinking. of '69 cannot be your favourite. Well, we'll come back to that. I was just thinking, like, if you really wanted to nitpick, you could do a weed and start the fire, mm -hmm. but for like just each year, and then just have an album of just to the same tune, just listing shit that's happened in the year. <gasps> Like that is go, actually quite funny. Like, expand the timeline and just, like, look, you know, instead of just having a broad overview, okay, here's 2020, here's everything that happened. Uh -huh. I'm going to recount that to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire, and then you'll get one for 2019, you'll get one for 2018. I think the 2019 one would be terrible because there is a fire, a notable Australian fires. We didn't start the fire, but it's the Black Summer bushfires. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Um, and then you can have a cold chorus that's like, tell the PM fuck you from Nelligan. Yeah. I think that'd be so good. 
And then for COVID, you just you say just COVID, and then just the song ends because nothing else really happened. <laughs> no, you could go through COVID about lockdown on repeat for free verses. Yeah, you could like do recount all like the stupid things that like started like happened through COVID. You could talk about freaking Gal Gadot imagine <laughs> toilet paper lockdown, clapping for the nurses, <laughs> free money from the government. <laughs> Someone in the supermarket was COVID positive. You got two weeks off just because you were there. I miss those rules. Oh, I and miss they were so them strict. so much. I, just, I had to stay home for two weeks. I didn't even have it. I was yeah. just in the same... You were in the vicinity. In the same one kilometer radius as someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the days when, that, when it was like so strict about that. I would check in everywhere, just hoping I got like a little notification saying that someone had COVID um, during the time that I was there. And then, uh-oh. It's crazy. Like we went from the army checking on me every day to make sure I was home to oh, people just was... walking around now, not even caring. Yeah, the army would, army and police checked on you to make sure you were home before. Like when you didn't even have COVID. That was a close contact. Yeah, and that was, exactly. that was outrageous. That was taxpayers' dollars just checking on staying at home. Oh my god! And, and now, now, and now it's just like every every man for himself. Every man for themselves. They're like, oh, the the economy needs to be booming again. Excuse me, you were paying people just to do door knocks for nothing. And paying me to stay home. Exactly. To, to, you no paid one. two people just to make sure someone who didn't have, didn't have COVID <laughs> didn't leave their house. Oh, I miss those days. Yeah, I'm getting kind of nostalgic about the <laughs> pandemic now. Oh, God. It was summer of 69, but it's um, the lockdown of 2021. Lockdown of 2021. It doesn't have the same ring, but, you know, you get the gist. Yeah, whatever. Moving on anyway to my honourable mentions, because there's two of them. Oh. Woo! It keeps... I keep doing two because I know it pisses April off, so get used to it. Yeah, because he picks two and I pick one because I'm like, I'm not going to be greedy and pick two. But as we were saying, the 80s is just such a such a big decade. It'd be yeah. hard just to pick one. I mean, it's not a big decade. No, every decade's the same. 10, oh, ten years. years. <laughs> yeah, cool. You can't have... You, you, you technically cannot have one big decade. All right. She's listened to We Didn't Start the Fire, so she thinks she's a scholar of some sort. I am a scholar. Um, first up, Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. It's not a patriotic song like everyone thinks no, it is. No, I know it. I know. It's sad. That's what I mean. That's why the uh was sad because it's it's. Such it sounds a, uplifting. It and it's, sounds so uplifting, and so many stupid, stupid, stupid American people. Oh yeah, America. Like, like no, <laughs> like people who are like patriotic for the wrong reasons in America. You know what I mean? They will like blast this song, thinking that it's like the greatest thing of it's all like time. Their anthem. It's their anthem, but the whole song itself is like, 
Oh, but he's, he went to Vietnam and he's come back and he's got no support. He has this absolutely no support. He's um, homeless. He's fucking shell shocked. He has nothing there to support him. But so hey, born in the USA, it's like kind of like he, he says it kind of mockingly in a way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm born in the greatest country on earth, and, and this, this is how is I get how, treated. I fought for my country. This is how they repay me. I fought for the freedoms that the greatest country has. Born in the USA. <laughs> and hey, I've been, I was born in the USA. I was That's born it. in the USA. And like, so many stupid, stupid, like, racist American people would like, use that as their anthem to be like, yeah... I yeah. grew here. You flew here. I was born in the USA. Pull up to a Trump rally. They'll be blasting that and just not listening to the lyrics, just the chorus. <laughs> yeah. They they just, like, turn it down <laughs> during down the, verses. the verses. <laughs> they blast it in the chorus. But, yeah, that's um, that's one. Yeah. And then sticking to the theme of, I guess, songs about countries. Okay. Ice House. Oh. Craig Sutherland. That's a good song. Yeah. Just the same sound. It's just... So nice. Just It's just a nice song to just chill out to. Mm-hmm. I guess you could argue that's a summer song too. Just reminds me of the beach. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Wide open beaches, just waves crashing on the shore. See, when I hear Great Southern Land, I think of like Australian outback, like red dirt kind yeah. of thing. A kangaroo hopping up, like silhouetted against a setting sun. I'm thinking like a little tumbleweed. A tumbleweed. A tumbleweed. I'm thinking of a big, dusty country road. There's no dust turned up on it because a bloody uh, road train hasn't travelled through in the a past dusty country minutes. road with a Telstra payphone on the side. <laughs> Just in case. That's how you know you're in the country. Just in case. Yeah. So they're my two honourable mentions. Okay. That's interesting. Um, What's yours? <laughs> well, because you... As we were doing our research, you did mention that you had, like multiple honorable mentions so i was like okay cool okay so i will too i'll pick some honor uh, multiple honorable mentions as well because i'm sick of me only having one and you get to have multiple (laughs) so what i first went in my mind for um my honorable mention for like another favorite 80s song Mm. easy lover by philip bailey and phil collins yep two phil's baby Double Double trouble. So, like, the song itself, it features Phil Collins. He is my boy. It is written by 
Philip Bailey, who I didn't realise um, was actually one of the founding members of Earth, Wind and Fire. Wow. Which makes sense because then when you listen to the song, Philip Bailey's hidden them falsettos. So then you're like, oh yeah, obviously that is the guy from Earth, Wind and Fire. Yep. Etc. Um, <laughs> so, also reaching back to what we said earlier about like how um, the internet has like changed our access to information and everything like that. The song itself was released in 1984 in the US and four months later in 1985 it was then released in the UK. What? I know that's crazy to me to think that like just because of where I live. Separated by an ocean? Yeah separated by an ocean I wouldn't have access to music just because of where I live. Wow. Until, like, the next year when I can buy, like, a single or it starts getting played on the radio here. That's awful. Right? Wow. I cannot imagine a world like that. But I imagine that must must have been, like, common back then. Oh, yeah. Imagine if you wanted spices and you had to wait for them to get all the way to Britain from Indonesia on a boat. Imagine if you wanted spices and you had to colonise a country just to get them. All right, all right. We're missing the point. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So... Phil Collins and Philip Bailey. Phil Collins was hired to be a producer for the album that mm. this song is from. So the album's called Chinese Wall. Oh, fun. Um, and yeah, Phil, Phil Collins was, you know, hired to just produce the music itself. Make it sound good, Phil. Yeah. Um, and Philip Bailey approached him and was like, hey, would you want to do like a song together for the album? Um, and Phil Collins was like, hell yeah. So they started like jamming and they belt out this song phil collins obviously plays the drums in the song as well which makes sense because if you hear the intro the drums in that is like duh it's great it's phil collins it's just it's not just some other session drum player it's the man himself it is mr philip collins who is playing those drums the former frontman of genesis was he the frontman or just the drummer of genesis i don't know he's the only person i don't know that was pete davis I'm just trying to think people who, after, after Genesis, who actually made it and who didn't. Phil. Go, Phil. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That's one. That is my honourable mention. And then, when I was thinking of another honourable mention, just to, like, one-up you and be like, I want to have multiple, too. Um, I came up with two songs about what feel like someone having a midlife crisis um you can call me al and but oh paul simon yeah, yeah you can absolutely. call me al by paul simon where's my wife and family what if i die here who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone gone he duck back down the alley with some roly poly little bat and talking heads once in a lifetime and you may great songs they both have like the same sort of thing yeah because you can tell me i was like where's my wife and family what if i die here and talking heads is like this is not my beautiful house this is not my beautiful wife where is that large automobile (laughs) am i right or am i wrong every now and then when i'm driving home i'll be like (laughs) whatever he says about the automobile what does he say 
Where you may find yourself behind the wheel of a yeah. large automobile. Yeah, every now and then I'm just driving home. I'm like, holy crap, I'm conscious and I'm finding myself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you know what? Let's, let's go to the visuals. The music videos for both songs are pretty funny too. Yeah. I mean, um, you can call me Al's got Chevy Chase. Yep. And Paul Simon. And Paul Simon. But Chevy Chase is the one lip-syncing the song itself. Just, so you're like, yeah. for the longest time, I was young, didn't know who the hell Chevy Chase was. So I just thought that that was Paul Simon, because he's the one singing. The racist. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Chevy Chase. Come on, man. He's good in community. He, died, he, he didn't even get asked to um, play a character. He just said, they just told him, be yourself. <laughs> um, so the character of Pierce is a racist old white guy. He said... I don't need a script. I'm just going to play off of everyone else. <laughs> I'm just going to improvise it all. Yeah. You don't need to do anything. And then they were like, that's enough. We're going to kill the, you The film off. crew came in one day and just started filming Chevy Chase and everyone just started acting around him. <laughs> <laughs> Chevy Chase was actually attending community college. They Court-ordered community college. <laughs> but then the um, video clip to Once in a Lifetime 2 is pretty good. Yeah, Some just outrageous dance moves in that. Absolutely. I also have, again, me with my lofty ideas and thoughts that I think I want to have. I had the idea to... Recreate that? Yeah. Just put myself in front of a green screen. Then the days go by. She's got a great... She bought... You bought the green screen for it. You might have... I do have the green screen. You got that far with it. (laughs) I just didn't get to the actual execution of it. That's all right. You've used a green screen for other things. Yeah. One other thing. It's fine. (laughs) But yeah... So that's, yeah. they're, they're two good honourable mentions. Absolutely. I'm just going to start throwing band names out there of people that could have been included. Uh-huh. Dire Straits. Oh. Tears for Fears. Oh. Kenny Loggins. Uh, just the start of that song. <laughs> yeah, no, the 80s untapped goldmine. Uh, there's more. Olivia Newton-John. Rest in peace. Um, who else is dead? Whitney Houston. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Rest in peace. <laughs> MJ. <laughs> well. Was that was that when MJ started to make his? I'm just going to say transition because I don't know what else you'd call it. You mean when just Vitiligo started taking over his life? I thought that would have been like the '90s. I think I feel like he was still black. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I think Black or White came out in the 90s in, in that video clip. You can be my baby, you don't back The 80s MJ was unreal. Yeah, absolutely. Some really good ones from him. The Smiths. Hello. The Smiths, yeah. Yeah. You'll hear. There's going to be other episodes where we touch on them, though. Yeah, most likely. Who else? I swear there's, there's a lot more. Even in the Australian scene, you've got Midnight Oil. Crowded, crowded house in New Zealand, but still. <laughs> we claim them as our own. Cold chisel. That's it. That's that was my fa- that would have been my favorite if I hadn't used it for another episode. Yeah. Flame trees. Yeah, you have touched on cold chisel way too much. I just like them. And then you got Jimmy <laughs> Barnes with really his solo good. stuff. Working class man. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, the eighties. The <laughs> getting nostalgic over the decade that I never lived in. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Not really. I mean, I kind of oh, like... Oh, don't even get me started on 80s nostalgia. The amount of media that's out there that's like... I feel like ever since Stranger Things popped off... Oh, man. Yeah. 
running up that hill, but I think that was featured in episode one of this of this podcast, not Stranger Things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Str- Stranger Things. Stranger Things like <laughs> Stranger Things made everyone just remember the eighties. Oh. Metallica. Definitely eighties. Yeah, they are from the eighties. One. That's a really good song. Also, kind of like Born in the USA, very, very somber. While the orange has just entered the building. Yeah. Give me another 80s artist. I will will impersonate them under the hill. What? Who? I don't know. just, Just give me an 80s artist. Um... Now I can't think of one that she's asked for one. No, just okay. Midnight oil. I'll do that. Give me another one. I'm just thinking back to midnight oil. Yeah, I just did that. I know you did. It's just outrageous <laughs> that Peter Garrett <laughs> found his way into politics. Good for him. If you remember, he was environmental minister under um, the Rudd government. Yeah, I know. So does that mean he gets the um, MP's pension? I don't know. Like, is he getting like 100k a year because he was in parliament? Whatever the parliamentary pension is after you leave? Uh, maybe, I don't know. In that case, Midnight Oil can get stuff. They should be touring a lot more than what they are because they can afford it. <laughs> Although, I mean, once you've done it, they're kind of old now. I'm, I'm not that old. No, sorry. It's to be fair, thing. Peter Garrett looked fucking old in the 80s. Maybe because he's just got no, no, zero iota of hair on him. Yeah. I don't even think he has eyebrows, to be honest. He's fucking aerodynamic. (laughs) He's a skeleton. Yeah, a skeletor. The skull. They're whipping him out for Halloween. (laughs) Defrosting Peter Garrett as we speak. (laughs) Dad always said that um, Peter Garrett, he would describe his dancing as like looking like an epileptic frog. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Me and my mate will um, watch the music video for, uh, I think it's King of the Mountain. Mm. Just because he's got some fucking outrageous dance moves in that. Like what? Just, well, it's, this is a podcast. No one's going to be able to see it. But just the <laughs> flailing of the arms and the leg movement. Okay. And I think they're performing live in front of a crowd in New York City. And I'm just... In New it, York City? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what do these, what do these people think of fucking Peter Garrett? They <laughs> are walking here. Like, is this, this guy's having a fit here. What's up? The neighbours are still building something. <laughs> What's up? And that's it. That's that's the episode of um, Favourite 80s Song. Favourite 80s Song. Touched on a fair bit. Touched on um, too much. No, touched on it. Touched on not enough. Yeah. It's at the tip of the iceberg. If you're still here, thanks. Thank you. Please send us money so we can make more episodes. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Only send us money if you want to. And if you want to send us money, please make it a million dollars. Yeah, like you don't have to, but if you're going to commit... Just make sure it's a lot. Yeah, if you're going to commit to sending us money, then it might as well be a livable wage that you send us every week. Because if I can quit my job and do this full time, (laughs) you'll get better content. Oh my God, shut the fuck up. That's so gross. What do you mean? (laughs) Am I wrong? You might even get to see me stream. Ew, that's so gross. Ew, no, I actually, like... Oh, here we go. No, I think it's weird when people are like... 
any this this anthem is so good i'm gonna do a full time i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna sit here and say pretend like our podcast is good enough for us to quit our jobs and go full yeah, time with paid it. For it. no but I, um, I also don't think that it's good enough yet yeah, so she's open to the idea of quitting her job at some point. She just wants a bit more practice. I want to be better at this. And guys, if there are suggestions that you have for us, keep, keep it to yourself. Because <laughs> I can't take criticism <laughs> and I will lash out. Yeah, he really can't take criticism at all. I told him, hey, do you want to put um, proper shoes on because we're going on a hike? And he said, no, how dare you say that to me? I'm going to wear little, so little flippity floppies and I'm just going to go on every step I take. And I said, okay. Rude. Anyways. Goodbye. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Pumped Up Kicks. I've been April. And I've been Chris, and now I'm annoyed. <laughs> I can't be told. <laughs> okay, bye. Until next time. Bye. Bye.